I've never liked any of the Marvel stuff. Oh, really? Like not at all? Any of them? I liked the first Iron Man and I liked um uh Thor Ragnarok was pretty good, but mostly just because the plot was like different for once. But like it's yeah, still the same feel- formula, the same standard like Marvel schlock that I just don't understand. I don't know. I'm just it's not for me. I understand why it's popular. I just don't like it personally. I feel are you like anti schlock, would you say? Sure. Interesting. Unless it's like my unless it's like a moderate amount of self-aware but um even then it's still kind of like um a joke i've heard a million times i guess i'd let i put it on that level like haha oh, it's bad because it's bad <laughs> or it's fu- it's good because it's bad that kind of like joke is like i don't know it's been run into the ground a lot for me at least i would say wandavision isn't good because it's bad although a bunch of the marvel movies definitely are probably most of them honestly uh yeah i don't know i'm not i'm just not into that concept as much uh i like it in its extremes like i like the room but uh, a mediocre movie being good because it's like turn your brain off fun is like generally not attractive to me and i and most of the marvel movies are that for i don't know intended purposes i suppose well yeah i'm like i'm very pro schlock oh i know I feel like I, this, is, this is a great divide between us i mean i don't know that's just me sorry i know you like it though that's okay <laughs> i don't dog on anybody for liking it. i'm not like mad at people for liking marvel movies i just it's not my type of thing yeah i would say i like uh i like one division i don't know if i love it because it I, i'm just i have like I feel like I'm going to get burned like I did with, and I know you guys can probably dissuade me from feeling this way, maybe, but like, I feel like I'm going to get burned like I did with the Mandalorian first season where there was a bunch of really good episodes. And then there was a bunch of just like boring, like, like filler ones. I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Filler ones. Did you ever watch season two? No, that's the thing. I never watched season, season two because so much I was burned. I know, but I just don't want to have to finish season one. Don't. Well, maybe I know I should. I probably should. Yeah, the the plot of season one is basically non-existent up until the very end. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah, the, it's very episodic. Like, it reminds me of like Star Trek, basically, where it's just like, yeah, generally there's like an overarching thing, but it comes into play very little. Like, okay. most of it is just like, here's the story of this this week's episode. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a cool little throwback, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, that, but that's what I didn't like about it, mostly. Like, the first two and the last two episodes are, like, really good because they, like, carry oh, between really? each other. Yeah, and then they did all the, the episodic shit, and I was like... I, I liked those episodes the most because it felt contained, and I felt like I didn't have to, like, remember who was who or, like, who the villain is or their motivations. It's like, here's... um, uh, Who's that bald comedian... That I really like. Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah, I was like, Bill Burr is is on a prison ship, and they're trying to get off of it, and that's the that's the episode, and like hilarity ensues, hijinks ensue, and that kind of thing is like I think what Star Wars was meant to be presented as, not not like this overarching like villain shit, like that yeah. stuff so played out. Yeah, like, okay, so I think the reason I ended up not liking it, though, is because 
they like started off with that episodic thing and I was thinking, oh, there's a through storyline, right? Mm-hmm. And the entire time, those episodes of like, oh, it's just a new thing each week. What's going to happen? Um, ever, the entire time that's going on, he's supposed to be like on a mission. You know, yeah. like he's supposed to be out doing something and it's like they just drop it. And I think that's what ended up bugging me a lot. It's like he should be doing something right now, but he's just fucking like <laughs> he's just dicking around in space, saving Bill Burr yeah. with this space Boston accent, you know, doing side quests. Yeah, he's yeah. doing side quests. <laughs> Man, everybody knows the side quests are always better than the main storyline. Yeah, that's what I loved about cyberpunk. Like, yeah. Exactly. That's what's good about every RPG. So I'm glad that they leaned into that a little bit, but you're right. It is kind of odd how they, it did feel like at times they couldn't decide what they wanted. They wanted either episodic show or they wanted an overarching story. And they just kind of like, I don't know, shoved it into the first part and the last part. So the second season is more of a through story. It's yeah. It's Uh, like a mix. It's like a, so a lot of the episodes are pretty self-contained, but like, they lead into each other. Like, um, they're like, Oh, we're going to go see this character. And then the next episode, they're like seeing that character, but it's not like, it's not like so straight through. It's like, um, I don't know, like breaking bad or something where you won't get the episode. If you hadn't watched the previous one, you could watch a random episode of the show and like kind of pick up what's going on. Yeah. Um, okay. Mostly there's some episodes that like will kind of go into each other. Like a lot are more contained, but there's more of a, they, they lead to each other better, you know? Yeah. I I like them all a lot more. Well, anyway, Disney is, uh, you know, making most of the schlock now. Yeah. That's how I'm tying it into their previous conversation about Marvel and how I'm tying it into WandaVision, which is what we're supposed to be talking about. But I haven't watched it. So who who has watched it from the last time we talked about it, though? I think Matt and I both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what do you guys think about it? <laughs> I think it's good. Um, it's cool. It reminds me of Watchmen, uh, like HBO's Watchmen, with like how it's... Uh, filming really cool um, like comic book stories that are very comic booky uh, that I I would not have expected to translate that well to um, film but I, I like it what do you think Matt uh, yeah I was talking about it last week I think it's pretty good like I, I would just kind of want to like what I really want to get is your take on did you watch all the episodes so far I did okay yeah I did um, I want to get your take on how you feel about the weird uh, meta-ness or maybe like genre bending of the show. Like kind of how like the first three episodes are in a completely different genre than like what the show's turning out it's going to be in for the rest of it, it looks like. Like, do you yeah, like that? I, I do. I do like that. I'm a little worried that it could get too cheesy. Uh, like I'm worried it could kind of jump the shark, but uh, I feel like if there hasn't been enough of that, of, of that uh, non genre stuff, or like, I guess the different genre stuff yet for me to judge um, 
how I see it going forward. So I feel like I'm a little hesitant with the show, honestly, but um, it's cool. It's cool what they're doing. It's it's very, it feels very original for TV. Yeah. It's very, yeah, and that's what I like about it. It's very, I haven't watched anything like it before. Not that it's amazing in that regard, but it's just, it's very different and it's, it's cool to see something different getting made, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I was also praising the concept of the show. I can't remember if it was to you guys, but I was like, I haven't watched it, but from what I hear, it sounds like it's at least different, which is good because like at least Disney is kind of recognizing that they've kind of run out of like original ideas. <laughs> they've been doing the same thing for 10 years. Yeah, they can't so. just keep doing superhero movies. That's what I'm excited about. I think this, uh, I, I mean, I didn't really, I don't. I don't follow all the Marvel movies like really heavily, but I am excited if that's what they're going to do, like stop making the traditional superhero movies as much and try to mix them up. Like the reports that Dr. Strange is a horror movie. That should be awesome. I hope that's the case. Dude, I'm so excited for that. And I guess WandaVision makes me excited more for what they're going to do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're going to really commit to the bits. Well, I was like, whoa, the concept is kind of, cool like an original but then i was corrected and told that it's actually based on an existing comic book so yeah it's like a mix so it takes a bunch of cues from the it's called the vision written by tom king that came out a few years ago Uh, i haven't read it myself but uh i've been meaning to um i think it takes elements from that where like vision is living like a suburban life but then I don't think the the explicit like, are you Matt? Do you think we can talk about just like what? I get no. We already talked about what happened in the first few episodes. How they're like these sitcoms. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think a comic has ever done that. I think the sitcom part of the of the show is totally new. Mm, okay. Well, that's good. I would like to see more of that. I suppose. Yeah, new and interesting concepts. Yes, please. Yes, please. Theme song. Shouts out to the Motion Pixels podcast. Yeah, I do know Lil B. I think I know the bass guy as well. <laughs> oh, I, <did laughs> that was you, all I, the opening. <laughs> I thought you wanted to do. I thought we were gonna go back and have like a a real intro. We can do that too. Usually the plan whenever we just start talking and forget to do it. But fuck, yeah. I like yeah, I like fun. that too. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, fine with that just being the intro. Yeah, the WandaVision intro. The ten minute intro <laughs> where we talk about WandaVision. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, do right. it. If, if it's fine till well, uh, well then lead us in. Uh wonderful. Because this is the Motion Pixels podcast. I'm your co-host, August Meyer. August, say hello. Hello. Uh, joined by my co-host, Matthew Rawlings. Matthew, say hello. Hello. And joined once again by the based and baddest boy of comedy, Dane Kevin Cook. Uncle Dane, say hello. What's up? Because this is the Motion Pixels podcast. And this week, as you may have surmised, as uh, dedicated viewers may have uh, gathered, we will be talking about WandaVision. Uh, in addition, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, so I want to talk about Pokemon as well. 
Um, and Dane and Matt have been playing a bunch of Valheim, Valheim, uh, some sort of Viking PS2 Minecraft game. Uh, I'm <laughs> interested to hear more about that. Um, and yeah, this is the Motion Pixels podcast. What up, dudes? Have y'all been? Sup? What's up, dude? What's up? Oh, dude. What's up, dude? Uh, What's up? I've been good. You said, I I mean, it sounded kind of like you said crow host when you introduced yourself. So I like to imagine you're a crow in this situation, like a cool crow. I like to imagine crow host as like a Pokemon who is like, looks like (laughs) Drew Carey, but a crow. He's like a a host of a TV show, but a crow. (laughs) Yeah. So, what made you want to play Pokemon um, six, a, six? Yeah, now a year, of all time, a year after. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, I told y'all I was going to play Pokemon, and I'm a man of my word. You're right. S- secondly, uh, I have been just like honestly very anxious lately. I've had a bunch of like stuff going on, and uh, watching Max Mofo's Pokemon card opening videos. I've just been like, I've been watching a ton of them and have just kind of rekindled the enthusiasm I had for Pokemon uh, when I last played it, which is like, I guess I last played Pokemon Go in 2016, really. And uh, I never played Sun. I think the last one I played really was uh, Black and White uh, back in, uh, mm. when I was in high school. That was a long time ago. Um, I like maybe touched X or Y, but I, I don't remember anything about it. Um, but yeah, I've just been having a great time and I, I'm playing it differently. I'm playing it to fill out the Pokedex. I usually just like train a team of six to like 99 and then quit the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've just been having fun with that too. Like the collecting aspect of it has been cool. And the way that the, the general gameplay loop of Pokemon sword, um, I really like like with the, the wild area and all these new things they've added. Yeah. Collecting Pokemon has always been my like go-to activity in the game. I, I, I well, I should say that it was kind of secondary to like training a team, like you said, but as I got older, training a team is kind of like just like a thing that I can do if I want to like, just have it. Like I just have like my battle box. It's like, all right, I have that just in case like somebody wants to battle me. But the main thing I do now is collect all of the Pokemon. Cause it's uh you know, you gotta catch them all. It's the whole point of the game. Yeah. And there's so much like there's so much you can do along the way of that. Like it's a huge kind of a huge goal, right? Like you're, you have to catch like, what is it like 700 or so? I, I, have, I don't know exactly how many are on the, the Galar- Galarian Pokedex. Whatever, there's the 400 in yeah. Pokemon Sword. 400. OK, there that's might be lot. more now and, that the DLC is out. But yeah, that's how many. Uh, I think they added like 100 more or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still sad they didn't add all of them. Yeah, it is. It is a bummer. It is really? A bummer. Uh, I mean. Maybe you can attest to it, but when I played through the game, I wasn't missing Pokemon. I wasn't like, oh, that's Pokemon's not in. Like, they did a good job of choosing the ones not to include, and I wasn't, like, feeling like there was, like, too few Pokemon in the game. Like, 400 is a pretty darn good amount. (laughs) But I can see how it would be frustrating to somebody who, like, just wants to keep collecting, just wants to keep going, but I don't know. I My, uh... My hesitation with it is that one of my favorite Pokemon is Mistrevious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I, I I missed the generation where the evolution of that came out. Um, so I was like excited to get that Pokemon. 
uh, but it's not in this uh, Pokédex, so I was bummed about that. But it's not like a huge deal to me. Uh, mostly, I would say there's just a bunch of Pokémon that I'm not like sold on, so it feels like I would have made some personal changes to the roster. Now, I'm not saying 400 isn't enough. I think 400 is like an insane amount. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a, there's a few. Um, like what? A few that I missed. Um, well, like I said, Mysterious and Miss Magus are the two that I'm I'm thinking of, which isn't like like I said, not that big of a deal for me. But some that I don't like, uh, like there's there's just a bunch of the uh, whatever Gen Eight. I think this is the is that the the generation of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're in yeah, Gen Eight. Th- there's just a there's a bunch of like the uh, the lower level, I guess, Pokemon that you meet at the beginning of the game that I I found very forgettable. Not that they're bad, but um, in that sense, like there being some like forgettable new new Pokemon, I would just say it would have been cool to bring some of the older ones that they <laughs> and cut the new Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Like, <laughs> there's there's like 400 is a lot. Like it's kind of like at this point, Pokemon to me feels like a uh, smash brothers kind of thing where it's like this huge collection of your favorites from over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't like, I feel like they don't need to keep adding Pokemon. I think the, the, the modified versions of Pokemon that they do is really cool. There's like the Galarian mouth. Yeah. I want more of that. A bunch of, yeah. I think that's yeah. really cool. I'd, I'd kind of prefer more of that than just a ton of new Pokemon. Yeah. Expanding. Uh, but there's a bunch the of cool ones. ones that I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's It's a cool, th- cool thing. I missed there's, I guess there's a couple generations where they did that. Yeah. And that was just an entirely new kind of feature. mostly in the, the previous one, sun and moon, they had done Alolan versions of Pokemon. Oh, okay. And they kind of continued that trend with the Galarian stuff. So I'm wondering if it's here to stay or if they're just kind of like hooked on it for the time being. The notorious thing, I mean, like I've been a Pokemon fan for years, decade even. Yeah, decades dude, I even. remember. I mean, I feel like when we first started hanging out, I think you taught me how to play the Pokemon card game. Yeah, before. yeah. Was that maybe the first time we that met? Was, uh, yeah, I was really into the Pokemon card game back then. Yeah. Um, But the uh, the trend that you'll notice over over time is that they're kind of like, what are they kind of like? They're kind of like Google, like they'll have (laughs) this really cool idea, this concept, and they'll be really into it for like a game or two, and then they'll completely drop it and never, and never implement it ever again. Like they'll, they'll just kind of like kill it immediately. They'll introduce it for like one game as like a gimmick and then they're done with it. And that's like most recently, um, like mega evolutions is that where it's just like, yeah, remember mega evolutions? Like that was the cool thing of like gen six or seven. I forget which one it was, but. Um, you know, mega evolutions, it's the new thing. Like all of these beloved Pokemon you love are getting like hyper forms and it's kind of like Digimon a little bit, but it's cool. And, um, and then like two games later, it's gone. <laughs> like it's See, just gone. But like, that's something that made me kind of mad about this newer game was they used to like, they would drop things, but they would carry the tech debt of it. Like, cause the, th- the thing that's been coolest about Pokemon since like gen, since gen three was that you can transfer all your Pokemon forward yeah. and they keep a lot of the metadata that they carry. Like I remember, so like the, one of the gimmicks in three was like the, the contests, right? You remember those? The, yeah. 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 And like they could get ribbons and whatnot and you could like, you'd have like yeah. a Pokeball <laughs> the thing was in, you could transfer your Pokemon pretty far forward and it would like keep data of where it was caught your original trainer id the ribbons Mm -hmm. it had 
and stuff like that. And like, I think they even kept some of the, like you could have moves that weren't available and like other weird things. And then in this title, they finally like axed a bunch of that. Like, wasn't that a Mm -hmm. huge controversy? Like that, like I remember there's like, you would like import Pokemon and it would be like, Oh uh, yeah, he has, this has no moves because none of this stuff is here. And like all this other stuff, they just started to like clean off. Uh, I'm not really sure about any of that, to be honest. Like, I know that, yeah, with the contest thing, I mean, like, that was, like, what, four or five generations ago, so... Oh, yeah, like, it's fine that they drop it. Like, I think it's fine, but it's... that This game had a lot of things that signaled to me that they're finally, like, changing the way they approach these games, and they're not, like, supporting... Like, not having all the Pokemon, you know? Yeah. They're they're finally dropping stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, it's basically all part of my big complaint about the Pokemon as a series is that there's no consistency, and I can't help it's if it's because, like, like rotating door of, like, devs. People come in, they're like, I have this great new idea for Pokemon. Here it is. And then they work on the game for two years, and then they leave, and they go work for, like, EA or something, and then, like the new people who come along and they're like, I have a great new idea for a game. What's this old shit? No one cares about. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that probably has happened over like the last like 25 years of Pokemon. I think it is now. So, uh, it doesn't seem, uh, very good in the long run. If you pay attention to Pokemon as a whole over this long period of time, but their individual games are good. And I don't think there has been a bad Pokemon game. Uh, at least in the art main series RPG, they've all served their purpose as contained games and they're fun and you can, you know, bust them out and play them casually. You can play them like hardcore, like no life it. It's great. It's fun. But as a whole, the Pokemon series has absolutely no consistency and it's difficult to be a Pokemon fan uh, as a result because like if you start taking the whole series into account and like taking it seriously, it's like, man, there's a lot of like missed opportunities and and like a lot of dumping of great ideas that I don't understand. Like, man, Heartgold Soul Silver, I think <laughs> if unless you want to count like Let's Go, uh, which isn't really a main series Pokemon RPG, but the uh the last time that your Pokemon could follow you behind you in the overworld is like Heartgold Soul Silver. And I really? and I have no idea why they never brought that back. Except That's such in a the, cool little thing. Yeah, it's such a small thing, and they have animated overworld animations of Pokemon walking in this game, yet they don't let them follow you like in the overworld. I yeah. don't really get it. That's one of the best parts of Pokemon Sword to me, is like I feel like these gimmicks that you're, y'all are talking about across the generations, the like a lot of them to me seemed like like gimmicks that were like interesting features, but didn't feel supernatural to me. I feel like a lot of the gimmicks in this game feel like a really good step forward that like could signal like a continuation of like these kinds of things, like the, the wild, the wild area oh. and the way that you find Pokemon. Yeah. That should just like, be how the a games lot of really are. Cool stuff. They, well, the routes suck. Well, I like, I want more wild well, zone, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. The wild zone is so cool. The way that you can see the Pokemon 
like walking around. I think the Let's Go games did that. And if they did, I mean, that was a great thing to keep yeah. uh, in this new one. The the funny thing is that when Let's Go came out, I was like disappointed because I was just like, oh, wow, they're just like really milking those Gen 1ers, aren't they? They're just like, remember the first Pokemon game? Like they've been doing it for so long now. But um, the game as a, as a whole had like a few concepts that I really, really liked, which was, one of them was overworld Pokemon and then the Pokemon following behind you. And yeah. um, And I was like, man, I really, really, really hope that they carry that over to the next game because that is a really, really cool and satisfying idea. Let's do away with the random encounters in the bush waggling thing, which um, still is in this game, but it's like regular. It's I think it's like um, optional. Oh no, no, it was it was like a mix in Let's Go, and then they fully committed to it in in Sword and Shield. I'm pretty sure there's no like random bush wigglies, right? In no, Sword there and are, but. Oh yeah, they're they're like optional kind of, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there's some Pokemon in some areas that you can only find that way. (laughs) I see. (laughs) I love them chasing you. Yes. Yeah, dude. Some of them are so aggro, like a Tyrogue in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. (laughs) It's so funny. It is really good. Um, and it seems like the big ones don't aggro you as much, which makes it way funnier when these little guys are just like like Mm -hmm. running after you. Yeah, false confidence. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. And then the camping aspect of it, like, uh, Dane, I think we should, Matt, if we could link this somewhere, but Dane's review that he wrote of Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, mentions how the, uh, like the, the camping aspect feels really natural in like the wild area yeah, yeah. setting. Like it was a really cool way to, I don't know. Most of my time like in the game is spent, the most of my time in the game is spent in the wild area. Like I don't really go into cities that much. Because there's not really a reason to whenever you're camping. So like whenever you're whenever in other in older Pokemon games, right? Like you would go back to cities and stuff to heal your Pokemon, but you don't have to do that in this game. You can just camp and do the same thing. So it's like um it feels a little bit more like the anime in that way. Like I don't know if you guys ever watched the anime, but like the the way Pokemon trainers are kind of like um, shown to be in that game are kind of like vagabonds almost like they, they roam from city to city, like defeating Pokemon trainers and catching Pokemon and training Pokemon and stuff like that. Like they're basically camping the entire time. <laughs> so um, for them to implement that in, in, in a Pokemon video game finally is like, it feels like, um, I don't know. It's the thing that we didn't know we needed, but now that we have it, it's kind of like, I hope it's here to stay. But like I yeah. said, because of the inconsistencies, of Pokemon mechanics and stuff and, and gimmicks being dropped like two generations after they're introduced. Like I have a feeling that most of the stuff that I like about sword and shield will probably be gone, but who knows that like, that's just me being um, negative, I guess like, but I, I really do think it's like, it would be foolish of the Pokemon company to, to go back on a lot of these ideas because like, it feels like almost regressive to go back to the, the only the waggling bushes or to like get rid of the wild area. Like it doesn't make any sense really because it's like, man, this is like so much better for the Pokemon game. I don't know why they would ever go back. Yeah. Side note. This is why Temtem sucks. <laughs> Wait, I thought you guys really liked Temtem. I no, we we were talking. I mean, it was like enjoyable, but we both dropped it pretty quick and it's because yeah, it's did. literally just third or fourth gen Pokemon trying to oh. be an MMO, but not really. So it, it's just weird, but it, it's like, it, it's just old Pokemon with like a slightly, like the thing they updated was like the battle system, but that was about oh, it. Okay. Like everything else feels very 
Um, it's very just like cut from Pokemon three or four and not yeah. n- none of the other cool stuff that's bring like, like this game, you know, wild area, awesome camping. Um, I didn't like it, but I can see why it's cool. And I bet they keep it at least, or at least like the petting of your Pokemon because that's cute. And like, it's more of like a role play thing. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's not really like needed, but it is more, it, it makes, it, it makes the role play aspect of it a little better. I think because like, I don't know interesting they oh, could yeah. definitely go do without it but i think that it's like why would you get rid of it if you're going to keep the wild area you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i like how it was just it's kind of like a feel-good feature but it also benefits like your pokemon like you can like uh get them xp and heal them and stuff yeah with it. uh it's just yeah it's, it's awesome <laughs> it's awesome there are so many memes like using that system too with pokemon interacting with each other and doing weird shit like I've seen so many. I follow a lot of Pokemon accounts and it seems like a good like 25% of the like meme videos that I see are from watching Pokemon in the campsite like interact with each other. I think I saw one pretty recently where they had like both Groudon and Kyogre in their campsite and like they walk up to each other and they just like say hi to each other and then they walk away like immediately. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a funny thing i saw i saw my dreadnaw which is like the big snapper turtle i threw it a uh a ball to play with and it just like it caught it with its mouth and like destroyed the ball oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome dude i l- whereas every other pokemon that i've seen catches it and brings it back to you yeah. like it doesn't bring that's it back. cool like that they they went out of their way <laughs> to include that that's funny i love dreadnaw's baby form what's that thing called snapper oh turtle, turtle. something like dude, that it mm-hmm. looks so stupid i love it Choodle, I think. Yeah, it's so dumb <laughs> It's so funny the the jump. Like I feel like maybe there's a, maybe there's a older examples of this, but there's a lot of funny jumps between first and second evolutions in this game that I've seen. Where I would think there would be a middle state. Like I caught this Pokemon called a Toxel, which is like it looks like a purple salamander, like baby wearing a diaper, like <laughs> a humanoid salamander. And then its immediate next evolution is like a rock star, like six foot six foot five, uh, like electric. Salamander. <laughs> oh yeah, I love there's that. There's no guy. adolescent. He's awesome. Yeah, and his like, I feel like there's kind of a spottiness to the animations, especially in the campsite. But his animations specifically, like he has this like swagger as he walks around. It's really funny to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's just a there seems to be a lot of cool details that I've really enjoyed so far, along with the collecting aspect of it. Um, it's just been a really uh, really positive experience for me, and it's reminded me just how cool Pokemon is can i brag to um, you yes please. i have a living dex of all of the uh the 400 uh do you know what a living dex is <laughs> any chance yeah yeah what can you explain the difference between the living dex versus like the national dex so yeah the, like, like Galarian? when somebody completes their pokedex it means that they at one point had a pokemon had had every pokemon in their and in, in their possession even for one second so like you could complete your pokedex by having somebody like trade you the pokemon and then you give it back to them um, or you could have like, say you wanted Squirtle, War Turtle, and Blastoise in your Pokedex, you could get Squirtle, you could evolve them into War Turtle, and then you could evolve that same one into Blastoise. You now only have a Blastoise, but you have all three of those Pokemon, uh, in your decks. What I do is I go out of my way to make sure that I have the physical Pokemon in my possession for every single Pokemon. Like for instance, if I want Squirtle, War Turtle, Blastoise in my Pokedex, I make sure that I have Squirtle in my box, War Turtle in my box, and Blastoise in my box. So I need three Squirtles. I evolve one of them once, and I evolve one of them twice. So, like, if you go into my box, 
I have literally every single Pokemon in order in my box. Right. I love that. That's, that's like, that's what I aspire to. Yeah. See, that is like, it's not required, but it's just that extra challenge. And I think that, I don't know, I've been playing for so long and I've completed so many Pokedexes that's just like, I have to do that now <laughs> because it's just like, I don't know, might as well. Like, it's just, it's more challenging, but it's also just kind of more fun whenever you think, oh God, I need not only one of, I, I, one of these rare Pokemon, I need three of them so I can have all of his evolutions and stuff like that. And you're not just like checking off a list by doing that, like playing the game, like you, now that you actually have every single Pokemon, you can go and experiment and play and level up every single one of those Pokemon. It's true. Yeah. And I'm also a great resource for anybody who needs like specific Pokemon. I can trade it to them. They can breed it and then trade it back to me and stuff like that. Like I have a replica of every Pokemon for anybody really. And what's... Oh dude, I'm hundred percent going to hit you up. And it's great because I'm kind of future proofing myself as well, because now that I have a physical copy of every Pokemon <laughs> from now, from this point on, uh, all I have to do is just get the living decks for the next generation. And then now I just have all of the Pokemon See, ever. That's what, that's what bummed me out about it because I, I had a living decks uh, up to black and white and yeah. I was sad that it was like, Oh, I guess that doesn't matter as much. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't it matter? I mean, you can, uh, it, it would take some finessing, but you could transfer all of those Pokemon into the recent, um, Pokemon bank storage or whatever it's called. Yeah, but it costs money. Yeah, what is that? It's it's dumb. Does it really? Yeah, there's like there's like a sub- it's like five it's bucks cl- a year or something. It's yeah. Well, I thought it was more than that, wasn't that? I don't know. It, no, it was no. some, more than I wanted to pay for cloud storage of my Pokemon. The, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's like if I want to have a living Dex, a, an actual like everything level living Dex, I need to keep them in a phone app that I pay, yeah my pokemon cloud storage you know <laughs> like that just feels weird to it me. is nice it it's is nice. a little silly but yeah it's it's, it's weird to think silly. about it is weird to think about but it is very useful because there are so many pokemon games and it did feel kind of bad before that system came along that all of your pokemon were trapped on this disc or this uh game cartridge and in order to transfer them you had to do that one at a time over a you know wi-fi or whatever and it was such a pain in the ass and it was basically not worth it now it's actually like you just wait like five minutes and it's all complete <laughs> wait you can you can transfer them faster than one at a time no it's i mean they're they're like data points really i mean like we're we've evolved past that point <laughs> in in our technology like oh, I see you can saying. just sit you can hit transfer all pokemon and then it'll just put them all into your into your uh storage like Dude, it takes it takes like a couple minutes but it just does it all at once okay it is 16 dollars for a year of pokemon really storage. i feel like it was less than that when i i think up. that was Maybe bank because oh, okay. that was the old one yeah they made a new one with this it's it's all weird it's called pokemon home i think yeah and what and you i just there's a lot of drama that came out with this game i remember all this see and that's that's why I'm having such a good time. I feel like I missed that <laughs> whole drama and I'm just out it here on my help. own having a great time. It oh yeah. Well like the game was like, I, I almost didn't get the game because of the drama. I got it. I had a good That's time. So sad. I had my, well like some of the stuff, it's just like shitty business practices. It's like, yeah, but all I these, mean, I don't know. Are people going to really let that like ruin their experience of the game. It's like cyberpunk kind of in the same way where it's just like, yeah, Oh, they, I didn't. I don't agree with like this corporate decision, so I'm not going to play the game that the people who were in charge of the decision weren't even like a part of. Like, 
You're punishing like the wrong people, I think. I mean, if you don't buy a game because you don't like the company, I think that's fine. I think the issue is if you buy the game anyways and then hate the game because of those decisions that weren't even in the game or that didn't impact the game for what it is, you know? Yeah. It's like hating. It's like, like, I don't know, for like cyberpunk, I guess there's not a good example. But it's like, if you say my least favorite part of Pokemon Sword was the fact that Pokemon Home sucks, that's stupid. Or, I don't know. Even, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like even optional. Not, but yeah, yeah, or like not not liking Pokemon Sword because it doesn't have all the Pokemon, is, I think is also kind of dumb. Because it's like, yeah, you got to take that aside. Like, don't get the game if that bugs you. But like, that shouldn't, there's definitely other flaws with the game. Um, that yeah, I, it's mostly it's the online stuff. Yeah. Oh, actually, before we some be- of the online stuff is cool, but I in concept, it's disappointing. <laughs> it's disappointing to me how similar this game. There, there's a bunch of very cool new stuff, and the tried and true Pokemon method is great, but it does kind of kind of feel like I'm playing a game for babies. Yep. At some points, you know, yeah. when I'm playing this game, like I don't know what the solution to this is, but I would at least like the next generation to I don't know respect my having played any video game you know <laughs> in my life yeah before. yeah you don't even that's need been to grind a complaint since yeah wait there wasn't what i felt like i didn't need to grind at all in this game like sometimes you'll hit a point where you like need to you know yeah, yeah. grind it out and i feel like oh this yeah one... i don't think i've lost any battles yeah. yet <laughs> that's been a complaint like maybe on like in like the first piece of grass i did but then after that no no yeah people have been making that complaint for I think the last like two generations, I don't know what happened, but at some point they started like really toning the difficulty back as well as like really starting to handhold. It started to become really, really apparent in sun and moon. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. out there has played sun and moon, but uh, man, those games really, it's, it's like hilarious almost like, yeah, I quit it, super early <laughs> because so many times you'll be walking down a road and a guy will walk up to you and be like, hey, did you know that if you keep walking down this road, you'll be going the right direction? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, cool. Yeah, and like, then you walk 10 yeah. feet and then another guy's like, you're going the right direction. Keep it up. And like, <laughs> it's like, dude, just let me fucking play. Like, it's it's like so annoying. And I can't help but wonder if like, I don't know if they got like a bunch of complaints from a bunch of like six-year-olds complain to their moms, be like, this game doesn't, I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know who has a problem going anywhere in these games. Like, the maps are very small, like, as far as, like, open world games go. They're very linear. They've always been linear. You don't need, like, people to interrupt you to tell you what to do. And I felt like the tutorial for, at least Sun and Moon, the the tutorial part of the game, it felt like it lasted, like, three hours, like, of the game. Where I felt like they were still teaching me how to, like, use moves and, like, type advantage and i was like okay and i remember on the pokemon reddit at the time at the time there was this like really upvoted post where they're like in future pokemon games please let there be an option where they where you can select i've played a pokemon game before you don't need to tell me any of this and then for the rest of the game they just don't tell you because like it's just so unnecessary and it like slows the game down it's annoying and they kind of started it's it was it was kind of prevalent in, in Sword and Shield as well, but it was not nearly as bad. So I don't know if they just toned it down because of that or whatever, but it was still annoying. I, I definitely felt it. So I wanted to ask you guys if... I remember my biggest complaint with this game, and I want and I wanted to see if you guys uh, picked up on it. Um, there's a lot of cutscenes in this game, right? <laughs> Quote, unquote, yeah. 
the, yeah. the, there's like the, they've been doing this fake cutscene thing for the entire series and it was cute when your little guy was like a little like head <laughs> that like ran around a head with like legs that ran around and like you your character would like walk up on a track and then another character would walk up on a track and then walk up and and say something <laughs> well you're like an amusement yeah but it's yeah. like now they got like camera angles and stuff and like they have sound yeah. effects and music and it's it looks good but there is no voice acting and yet the characters lips move <laughs> and their subtitles and it's the yes. most bizarre thing because there's there's and sound effects of, they all have english accents that you have to read you can't hear them yeah you can't hear you don't hear the accents of anybody <laughs> but then in the sound effects of any of these scenes you hear people making noises but not with their mouth so it's like like there's this <laughs> i might i might ruin this for you and uh, and it's not it's not it's nothing big it's nothing big there's like i mean i'm not into pokemon sword for the story okay. so i mean i the, really don't care there's a gym <laughs> where the the theme of it is it's a band and you walk up and like the gym leader's like like is like playing music and you walk up and there's a cutscene where there's like music going and there you hear the guitars and she's singing into a microphone and all the sound of the music there is except the vocals <laughs> <laughs> those oh are God. just gone and you can hear her tapping her foot like there's no it just feels it feels cheap yeah it's weird it's bizarre it's like it's especially because pokemon is isn't pokemon the biggest just like intellectual property in terms of like global revenue it doesn't even matter it's if it's some, big it's like so many games have full voice acting now it's just so weird yeah you know it feels like a a weird transitional period that we might look back on and be like yeah that was that was like when they were starting to experiment with like the 3D camera stuff, but they hadn't gotten down one voice acting or like completely just just animate a cutscene. Like, why do you have to use the in-game character models and have them walk like in the map and stuff? And I don't like just animate the cutscene. Like, just pay somebody to animate a cutscene and then show me that. <laughs> like, that's fine. Just do that. But they haven't done it, uh, and I don't know why, but. I have a feeling that eventually they'll make that they'll cross that bridge when they come to it, but it's not hasn't happened yet. And by the way, you guys mentioned like, oh, every other game does this. And I think I mentioned this in text earlier, but like people don't understand like that the Pokemon RPGs like are definitely not given the resources that are required to make the kinds of games that people want because uh, the Pokemon RPGs like just don't make as much money compared to the other things that the Pokemon IP brings in. Yeah, whenever, but they make like, so much more money than ga- games that have full voice acting, you know? Like, but, well, what, what, this the game Pokemon sell 12 is a million company, units? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Pokemon I'm not saying the whole company. Yeah. yeah, Pokemon's one of the most valuable franchises in the world, but also these games are highly successful and make a fuck ton of money, and they can afford way more than they develop it. Oh, they can, yes. But as the as far as, like, the, the other things that they're making money off of, like plushies or, like, the movies yeah. or whatever, it's, like, pennies. It's, like, peanuts basically like and so like whenever the people who distribute funds throughout like the pokemon franchise or whatever sit down and they're like okay so how much money goes to this how much money goes to this they don't give in my opinion they need to be giving more of that cut to the rpgs but because they don't bring in as much money compared to the other ones they're just like oh we'll just keep giving them what we've been giving them and oh, yeah that's keep bringing the same thing. what it is it's just yeah dumb. they gotta like increase the the budget for those games so that it can actually like show in the product. But because the product will sell regardless, I think that 
there's not really much of an incentive <laughs> for them to oh, do yeah. that. Of course there isn't. You know, that's, that's why it's been the same. Mm, I guess that's not as true anymore, huh? It's a lot different now for a while. It's been it getting, it's been getting yeah. better technically, but I mean like there are certain aspects of it, like the cutscenes that are, that are <laughs> suffering because <laughs> they don't have enough money to pay people to just animate cutscenes or, they don't have enough money to pay voice actors and stuff. So, or just take the voice lines from the anime that's already made, you know? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Guys, is it crazy? Is it crazy to think that the advancements that Pokemon made into Pokemon Sword and Shield could result in like the next Pokemon game having like decision trees, like, like a richer <laughs> RPG experience? No. Do you think there is a world where no. like, Pokemon really no. changes but keeps like the collecting and the battles unless the only way that that would happen is if Pokemon somehow woke up from whatever dream that they're dreaming that the only people that play their games are like 10 year olds, but that's not going to (laughs) happen because I mean, it's evidence in their games that they think that only 10 year olds play their game, but they've been making these games for 25 years. The people that play their games are like of all ages. A lot of people just our age. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It's like weird that they don't seem to recognize that fact or don't want to admit it. Maybe the games, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe they do. And they're just like, yeah, an overwhelmingly amount of like children play this game. So we have to like make sure that we're, we're, uh, not making the games too crazy because I, I would like that too. I would like decision trees. I would like more RPG experience than just putting yet like hitting yes or maybe. And, uh, but I doubt that that'll happen. Like, yeah. I, I, like Temtem and like the Pokemon RPG or like, was it? There's like a Pokemon MMO that's like made a fan made one that I think got shut oh, down. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, the Nintendo shut down, of course. But like, people have attempted to make like more complicated or complex Pokemon games that are like complex in the way that they feel like they should be because like the battling system and the crazy amount of movesets and like the way that that um like battling in particular works is actually very complex and kind of like takes a lot of um like game knowledge to be good at and uh that is not like designed for children clearly <laughs> like uh at least the advanced battling so uh, i don't know if that's just like an accident that happened like kind of like um melee becoming a a competitive game where they're just like let's make a party game oops we accidentally made like one of the best fighting games of all time whoopies um <laughs> And um, and I don't know if that was like an accident on Pokemon's part, but it feels kind of like a betrayal to the entire series that one aspect of the game is like complex and has like a thriving like um, competitive scene. And yet the games themselves are like for babies. And I don't really know why that is. Well, <laughs> I they wish can that both they would exist. like consolidate the fact. Huh? They both, ex- they can both exist, you know? They like can I think that's both. a good part about it. Yeah, they can. But I wish that, I don't know, that they would increase the um not only the difficulty but just kind of like decrease the hand holding that's involved and and uh i don't know just make the stories a little bit more challenging i suppose but i mean like it's asking a lot i know it is and (laughs) it's like i just think that like a a pokemon game a pokemon game that the world really feels like lived and breathed in would be what i really wanted and that doesn't to me that doesn't seem like incompatible entirely with the core mechanics of pokemon but like you're saying, it's just like it feels like you're on like an amusement park ride or something when like every time you're walking down a street, everyone you meet is just like, hey, I know who you are, where you're going and why you need to get there. Yeah, like it just, <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, it is silly. And that doesn't feel I don't know. It's just man, 
the design of the cities is like amazing. The design of the new Pokemon, I really like a lot of them. A lot of people were yeah. giving them shit, but I, I mean, I, there hasn't been a Pokemon generation that it, where I look at the majority of the Pokemon and say like these are all terrible ideas, except for maybe third gen. I know there are probably a lot of third gen people out there who really like third gen Pokemon, but for the most part, the majority of those Pokemon are kind of bad. But I love what, third gen. Uh, what, what starter? <laughs> what starter did y'all get in uh, Sword and Shield? You both played Sword or Shield, or which one did you play? I played, uh, I played Shield. Yeah, uh, and I have to look up the name because I forget. I think I had the turtle. Was there a turtle? What was the blue thing? Uh, <clears throat> there was. Oh, I there was like a, a, a frog. Oh yeah, what I, me too. <laughs> what I did is I got the frog and I found the turtle and I wanted that to be my starter, so I used that instead. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I felt too. That's how I felt too. But I got the. Uh, I got. I got Grookey. Yeah, Grookey's the coolest one. Although I will say that Scorbunny's final evolution is the coolest of the three final evolutions. Yeah, I was in reading your review. Uh, I, uh, you know, I picked. Rookie and I got Rillaboom, the third evolution, and I love it. It's this like giant drummer gorilla. But hearing about like Score Bunny's final evolution, like kicking a, a fire soccer ball around, sounds really dope. Yeah, I like the concept a lot. It's cool. Um, the, uh, a few of my favorite Pokemon are um, like uh, that. Oh, hold on, I I I don't want to mess up the names. I don't want to just I don't want to just describe them. Hold on. Well, I think there's Score Bunny, and then there's Vuvuzela Rabbit. And then there's <laughs> Supreme Store employee rabbit. Yeah. Dude, it's all about Choodle. That's the only one I care or remember. Yeah, dude, Choodle, man, dude, Dreadnought. To me, it feels like the leap from Squirtle to Blastoise. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It just feels awesome. Well, I mean, it's even better because Choodle looks so ridiculous. <laughs> like, so just so yeah, he's a little squirt. <laughs> well, he's just got this dumb face and he has like the, the horn that looks like the dunce hat, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's the best. <laughs> it's the yeah, best. it's great. And then he just turns into this like giant and I like the <laughs> typing. He's like rock water, right? Or groundwater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like the, uh, the paradoxical typing or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. So Corviknight is one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. I think he's really cool. Um, Corviknight, he's like a, he's like a, like a medieval knight crow. Yeah. He's like a, uh, yeah, he's a crow knight basically. Uh, <clears throat> and he's like really good too. He's like one of the better battler Pokemon as well, which is a, a beneficiary part of him. Um, everybody loves Wooloo. That was a big popular. Oh my God. So cute. Yeah. I mean, it's just white Mareep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I'm a big um Gen Tour. I I'm a huge fan of the second generation. <laughs> uh so I thought that was pretty What okay. Funny. What are y'all's history with the series? Like is there a reason why like is Gen 2 where you got in? Is that do you have like a special nostalgia for it? Um Gen, Gen 2, 2 was, was the first good. Pokemon game that I started to take very seriously like Pokemon Gold and Silver. Yeah, me too. And then I kind of fell out of the series for a bit. And then when the remakes of Gen 2 came out, that's when I got back into it. So it's like I experienced Pokemon kind of with with like not fresh eyes, but like with a serious demeanor for both iterations of the second generation games. Plus, I mean, everybody will make fun of me for it, but like there's two regions and they've never done that again. And I think that that's that adds so much to the game. Like it's just like imagine playing a pokemon game where there's two maps like two regular game sized maps and you get to play both of them you get to battle all of the generation before you's uh um uh 
ba- uh, gyms. You get to go through basically the same path except like reverse, I think. <laughs> uh, and you get to fight your previous self at the top of Mount Silver, which is like red, which is like, I think until very recently was like the hardest NPC in any game because he had like a level 88 Pikachu or some shit. <laughs> Whoa. But like the whole concept of Hard Gold Soul Silver with the Pokemon falling behind you, the two generations, they, um, I don't know. Hard Gold Soul Silver is just like one of my favorite games of all time, let alone Pokemon games. So yeah, it's... Uh, I, I'm just really into the Pokemon that are featured in that, that game. Um, I think Gen 2 has a lot of really cool and creative Pokemon as well. It's cool. Like Mareep. And, and and Ampharos, which is like one of my Ampharos favorite Pokemon dope. as well. Yeah. yeah, I think Mistrevious Mistrevious is from yes. Gen 2 and as well. I'm glad you brought Mistrevious up because back when I was into the 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 meta game of like battling Pokemon back then, um, uh, what was it? Um, it's Ghastly Haunter and then Gengar. Yeah, Gengar. So Gengar was like the go to Ghost Poison. Um, and it was really really powerful. He had a huge special attack and speed. And then I was like, well, I don't want to use Gengar. Everybody uses Gengar, so I'm going to use Mistrevious. Plus, he doesn't have the poison type, so he's not weak to ground. Um, and so I would use Mistrevious instead, and I kind of grew attached to using Mistrevious uh, because of that. However, I've never heard of anybody who likes Mistrevious, so I was wondering why you oh, like dude. Mistrevious. <laughs> oh, really? Mistrevious? I, I just love, I mean, like my name on social media or whatever is Ghost Ghost Dev. I just love like ghost stuff. So ghost Pokemon are just like my, always been like my favorite type. And, uh, I just thought Mr. Evis looked really cool <laughs> in, uh, when I played silver and there was a, uh, I, I played the original silver and there was like a cloning, <clears throat> a cloning kind of hack you could do where you like shut off the, shut off the Game Boy Color while you were saving like a move of a Pokemon into a box or something. Yeah. And I just made an entire team of like level 99 mistrevises and uh <laughs> it was i don't know it's just the experience i had in in silver that i'm nostalgic for yeah so i would that's why mistrevis is my favorite i see i see yeah, mistrevis um, is pretty cool it's cool i like the necklace yeah i think it's just a cool looking cool looking pokemon yeah cool looking ghost lady i agree with dane that our uh heart gold soul silver best pokemon games and gen 2 is like the best game but i, I really like three's pokemon design that's like my favorite for that's interesting that stuff. But I never played that one. Really, dude, Mudkip. Yeah, Torchip. for some reason, Gen Three just stands out to me as like almost all the Pokemon are like kind of off looking to me. They don't really they don't look like that? real Rick Pokemon. Cool. <laughs> Maybe that was because and you know what it was, and it's probably all harkens back to my history with the series. I stopped playing a little bit before Gen Three came out, like. I, I was really into gold and silver, but then like, as I started to become like a teenager, I, I, I think a lot of my friends were just like, yeah, Pokemon's for babies. I'm not going to play it anymore. So I just kind of followed suit. And then, so I just didn't play a lot of gen three. Mm. And then when gen four came out, I didn't play that either. But then whenever they remade Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I was like 20 and I was just like, oh yeah, I love Pokemon growing up. I'm going to like replay those games because they're remaking it, which is like, I think the first or no, they they remade um Fire Red Leaf Green. Yeah. But that was like the first time I was like interested in playing one of the remakes because I was like, that was like my favorite game growing up. I'm gonna play it again. And then they like rekindled my love for Pokemon like about, I don't know, seven years after I'd kind of fallen out of it. So like when I was a teenager, I wasn't really into Pokemon at all. But then like during my adolescence and then adulthood, <laughs> that was like when I just randomly decided to become a huge Pokemon fan again. 
That, it was so like I kind of passion. skipped it. <laughs> and because That's exactly how I feel. And because technically um because technically uh Gen 4 was when the remake of Harkold Soul Silver was taking place and they included a lot of Gen 4 Pokémon in Harkold Soul Silver, I I had felt a little bit more kinship with that generation than than Gen 3. And mm. for some reason, whenever I just go back and look at like a list of the Gen 3 Pokemon, a lot of the Pokemon from that generation just like feel like fan-made Pokemon to me. They don't feel like real. It's very weird. Yeah. The feeling that I get. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I uh, yeah, I, I think I've played all of them. I never like dropped out because I would hide my friends when they started to do the <laughs> Pokemon for baby things. I was like, yeah. And I would just play it in secret. Um, Tom. <laughs> yeah, man, I've met I, ever since I've known you, you've, uh, I mean, you, both of you guys, ever since I've known y'all, you've already been heavily into Pokemon and I've kind of stumbled into this cloud of enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, dude. I remember when black and white came out when we were in high school. Do you remember that feature where your DS, the street pass thing, and like you would tag, it would, it would like find, I forgot what it did in that game, but like you would see people's trainer cards. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And like we would, I remember just going around school, everybody had their DS in their pocket for like two weeks and you would like street pass all these people. That was awesome. That was a good time. And, and, and like conventions, street pass was so fun. Oh yeah. Like Comic-Con. <laughs> that was great. Oh my God. It was the coolest. I'm oh, glad yeah, the they street made just- pass stuff. <laughs> I forgot about the street pass stuff. That was yeah, good. Dude, the street pass just for the 3DS, not even Pokemon, but just the built-in yeah. 3DS feature. That was so cool that like going to Comic-Con was like, it was just, you, overload. It was amazing. It was the only time that feature was ever like really useful. Oh, one more thing about HeartGold SoulSilver that was awesome was the Pokewalker. Yeah. Because, um, oh my that God, was, about that. that was so cool because I worked at Safeway. Yeah, I worked at Safeway at the time. And so like I would walk around at work with the Pokewalker on and I would feel like I was being productive. I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm training a Pokemon right Catching now. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And I would be excited. I was like, when I get home, I'm going to check my Pokewalker and see if I see how much the experience I got. And I don't know. It was like, a, it was a, kind of almost like a precursor to Pokemon Go, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That, that's as cool as you can do that with Pokemon Go now. But I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not as exciting because it's like way slower because it's just like stupid candies, you know? <laughs> I think you can still do that with Sun and Moon. If you have the uh, the Pokeball controller, I think there's yeah, a feature yeah. where you can like uh, bring a Pokemon into Yeah, but that's them. like a sixty dollars. I, 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 like that. That. I bought a used. I have. I, yeah, I'm me too. looking I, at it right now. I've never used it. I've never used it. I used it a few times. Super out of, ju- out of juice. I've used it a couple uh, times. It, it lost its that, novelty. Cool. It lost its novelty once I stopped having like a job where I went and walked around. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it was a cool like little add on that was it felt like uh, next gen at the time. It was cool. Back in the year 2012. Oh, man. Oh, God, that was so long ago now, too. Guys, we're all <laughs> old. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird how are. time progresses in a linear fashion? I do not like it. It should stop. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool if it's so far, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I hear it gets worse. <laughs> I'm not sold on that. I think that might be a bummer. So far, so far, so yeah, good. Yeah, I'm kidding. I think it gets worse for your body, but maybe not for your mind. Mind gets better, body gets bad. <laughs> or for my Pokedex. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Pokemon's good, man. Yeah. I agree. Pokemon is good, Oh, man. okay, Dan, this, this, I, this is something I was curious about. Uh, so you, you've worked a few times with uh, iDubs doing things on YouTube. 
have you ever worked with Max Mofo? Because I know like no. y'all, you're both in a Pokemon. <sighs> I think like that'd be really cool if y'all did something. I guess, Maybe but I mean, I'm just maybe. kind of casually into it as far as like my professional life goes. <laughs> Nobody really, I don't make Pokemon videos. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I've, I've connected with him on Pokemon before because we both like Pokemon, but I mean, like I've only had a few conversations with him. I don't really know the guy very well. He occasionally shows up on my DMS to compliment me on random things (laughs) or likes one of my tweets from time to time, but he's not, I don't know. I, I, I've, I feel like I used to talk to him more back when Ian and Max used to talk more, you know what I mean? Sure. But that was, you know, back in the, what, what people would call the golden age of, of, uh, iDubs and uh that group of people yeah you know i as i've been watching all these pokemon uh card opening videos i keep getting recommended that older stuff and i remember when all that was happening but i haven't like revisited any of those videos in a while yeah that was they they made some pretty funny videos together i mean like uh filthy frank and max mofo and iDubs in particular those three are very funny together and uh i hope one day that they can reunite again i mean well i heard in in one of the recent more recent max mofo videos he was saying that they had filmed something or were about to recently but then when ian went to australia i guess he like got sick and it might have been covid so they had to stop filming (laughs) no what happened was he went to australia and filmed a few things and he got sick from picking a roadkill uh <laughs> no way really yeah there's a i mean there's a video on ian's channel about it uh, yeah i remember that video but he really got sick from that that's crazy yeah i mean like you uh, unsurprising who's to say that like <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i don't remember if it was confirmed because he was picking up roadkill infested with bacteria all day but i mean <laughs> it's kind of the writings on the wall i think <laughs> he like had to be he had to go to the hospital and stuff oh wow yeah that sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's probably why other videos that they might have had planned didn't uh, didn't fall through at the time. But it was just with Max. I'm talking about, like, I hope someday that they can get uh, Filthy Frank, a.k.a. who is now a very successful musician. Um, I hope that they can get him and Max and, and Chad and, like, all that. But Ian and Chad obviously don't really like each other that much, and I don't know. It seems unlikely. This uh, this is yet another tangent, but just speaking of speaking of Joji, who I I really like Joji's music. Um, but that reminds me of the I had no idea this existed. But you right before the podcast in a PPC, uh, you sent like this trailer of Post Malone, who's gonna do a concert <laughs> in Pokemon, <laughs> not in Pokemon. <laughs> Apparent. I looked into it a little bit after I sent it because I just laughed that I was just being fed this information randomly with no context. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's how I felt. Yes, but I looked into it a little bit. And I'm sorry I didn't bring you in on it until now. But the 25th <laughs> anniversary of Pokemon is coming up, and they're going to have like a virtual concert to celebrate it. I think Katy Perry is confirmed as well as now Post oh Malone is like there's an official trailer featuring him. So I I think that they're going to have something along the lines of did you ever see um the virtual concert that they held inside of roblox with um lil nas x i have a feeling it's probably going to be along those lines except like (laughs) much better production because it's the pokemon company and they can pull that off but um but yeah it sounds like it's going to be pretty funny and i'm actually looking forward to it (laughs) What if the concert is like the rock concert Matt was describing in Pokemon Sword, where Post Malone's character model gets on stage, there's instruments, but then <laughs> it's just a text box? Yes. It just shows his lyrics on screen. 
Yeah, he's like screaming into the mic. Yeah, can't hear anything. <laughs> like a rock star. That'd be so sick. Honestly, I would love that. That'd be kind of like a. That's kind of a ballsy move. I've been catching the, uh, Pokemon and Pokemon. training them. I feel just like a Pokemon. Yeah, that would be. Uh, <laughs> I that. I, right when I found out that Post Malone was gonna have be doing a concert at a Pokemon thing, I'm like, how much is he gonna have to edit his lyrics for this audience? Ooh, like, yeah, because <laughs> well, they're all over the radio. I think there's there's got to be popular. I radio guess, but all of his even audience. for the radio, I mean, he still like touches on touchy subjects that i would imagine is probably not appropriate but it, i don't know i will see I, who knows what the set list is maybe he will do some covers of some pokemon songs i hope he does the poker rap oh the poker rap that'd be cool he better he better do the but and now i'm gonna be disappointed if he doesn't electro Wait, diglet electro diglet nitterman minky you ever heard yeah. the, you never heard the pokemon rap is, this, is it from the show yeah yeah, yeah. from the very first okay. season okay. of the show in between, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's in between episodes now that it's on Netflix, but back before when it was just airing on TV after every episode to fill time. Cause like, I guess, I don't know. You go back and watch Pokemon anime and you're like, holy crap. They were just <laughs> like saving money in every possible way that they could by just f- putting in filler. And the Poker rap was one of the best types of filler ever, but <laughs> it was basically just like, they they would wrap the 150 Pokemon, but they would only do it like 30 Pokemon at a time every episode. <laughs> so like oh, w- awesome. one week you'd hear like 30 Pokemon wrapped. And it was like Pokemon. It would be like Electro Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey. Yeah. <laughs> like it was very. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a product too. of its time. <laughs> Dude, what if what if Post Malone gets on stage and does that, but for all 700 Pokemon? That would be amazing. Pokemon. I'm pretty sure that there have either been official or fan made versions of the Poke Rap, which are which have all of the current Pokemon in, included. Oh uh, my God. So yeah, yeah, that would be definitely possible and cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I would like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yep. So Valheim. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just set the stage. Valheim is a survival game, which uh, I mean, like could mean anything, but it's been a while since a good survival game has come out. And I'm a big fan of survival games, and they were like a dime a dozen back when Minecraft was making its like debut because everybody was trying to cash in on it. It's very similar to like the uh, the battle royale thing where PUBG like blew up, and then everybody's like, "I gotta make a battle royale." And then Fortnite came along, and like kind of everybody had to double down on it. But I was never into those kind of games. Always been into like survival games, and you know, I think everybody kind of like stopped making them after a while and uh somebody decided to make a new one and it's actually really really good and uh i don't know what what else is there to say about it i mean it, it's it's kind of like um terraria it's more like terraria than it is minecraft because there's a clear linear progressive progression system that's tied to bosses which minecraft doesn't have minecraft is just kind of like once you find diamonds you've done it you you did it you win the game now now go and build and it's more focused on building but like terraria i think like the building comes at a necessity rather than like aesthetics right i haven't really played a whole lot of terraria. i haven't either <laughs> oh okay that's just what i thought I've heard. maybe somebody could confirm anyway i've heard that that's the major uh like uh comparison game that you can make yeah but it's like it's 3d and it's like got these like low poly yet like it's it's weird because like if it didn't have the lighting effects that it has in the game, then it would look way shittier. <laughs> but because the lighting <laughs> you engine, you told me it looked like a PS2 game. Yeah, 
if you strip away all of the lighting effects and all of like the particle effects, it look it would looks like it came straight out of PS2. But interesting because they have like ambient occlusion and uh, friggin' chromatic abrasion and like all of these like modern way of lighting games. It actually doesn't. It, it makes it look Dynamaxing, like gigantamaxing. <laughs> yeah, it has all of these fancy words that are basically like it has really good lighting. So like the game actually looks very nice, but if you like zoom in on the textures like it's very very low poly and very low quality but it doesn't really matter that much i've never really cared that much about like graphics in fact i've kind of lowered the graphical settings on my game so that i get better fps uh so it it clearly doesn't really matter but the cool part about the game is that it's kind of punishing and it is a very large world and uh it's very immersive like they've done forests very well which are like the main area of the game is like forests and exploring forests and i've never seen a game get forests right as well as this game like the forests feel real it's very hard to describe but maybe you can maybe you can help uh matt what do you think about the forests <laughs> um i like i think my favorite part about the forests is they have trees that i can cut down and build things <laughs> that's ah, a, that's astute all, observation. That is all I've done. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm actually getting. I know a bit because we've been playing it two very different ways. You've been playing it single player, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so we on our Discord server, we have a server that one of our friends put together, and my friends have been kind of just binging the game, and I'll jump in occasionally, and I will build stuff at our base, and they'll be talking about doing what you're you're saying, like they're uh bosses to fight and they're talking about like the builds they're making with weapons and they have all this fancy armor i'm like yeah i got this hammer i'm gonna build a uh, build a lighthouse for us <laughs> or <laughs> i'm gonna go build a bridge um or uh we just there's like portals have you built a portal yet yeah i've built a couple yeah like just to I get built our, far distances yeah yeah like i built our second base um but uh-huh. every time i've tried to go out and do the other stuff there's like stats that it's kind of like Morrowind or like Oblivion where you get stats for just doing things. So like you will level yes. up jumping by jumping and running by running. It's and so like on. Uh, Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim. I think it's the most similar to Skyrim. I think Oblivion did it differently, but okay. Yeah. It's, like yeah, it's, it's very, it's very like simple, but it's the most effective progression system that I think you can have in a game, which also makes the game good is that the more you do something, the more your skill in that thing will go up. So like, it just kind of happens naturally that just whatever you start doing and whatever you like to do, like you'll just get good at it. And so it's, it's a lot less picking, choosing and just kind of like more playing the game, which is nice. Although I wish that, and maybe this will come later because I forgot to mention this is an early access game, but it does not feel that way at all. I think the only point at which it might feel like an early access game is like literally at the end game. Apparently they haven't figured out a way for the game to end yet, but literally like, I think less than 1% of people have gotten there yet because it's very, very long. Um, is it how big is Valheim it, uh, in terms of popularity? Oh, it's huge. I think they, yeah, 1 million sales in a week. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, was it, what's the pedigree? Is it like the, some studio that's done no, some really dope stuff it, in the past? It, it blew Coffee up. Stain um, published Deep Rock. That's all I know. Oh, Deep Rock Galactic. Oh, it, pub- it kind of looks like that. That's the publisher, though. Yeah, yeah this both, is, well, this, both games are made in Unity, I'm pretty sure. Okay. From what I That's cool. knew, That's really this cool. studio is an indie one that just kind of like they yeah. released Iron the game Gate. this week and it blew up. They weren't expecting it. Yeah. I love to hear that. 
Yeah, it's it is cool. A rags to riches story, and I hope that more people play it. So, can you have like a big server with like a hundred people on it, like you can with like r- games like Rust that are really big right now? I, I think you know. can have up to ten people on one server. Yeah, although I, I might be wrong tough. about that. I, I well, see, I'm not sure because the the server client's actually like really janky right now. I've heard ten multiple times, but in my server browser for ours, it says sixty four. I don't think that's right though. I oh, think okay. it is ten. Is this a game that would benefit? Like, would it be fun if you had uh, like, because I I really enjoy watching like Rust. I haven't played it at all, but I, I enjoy watching like streams and whatnot of it. Would it benefit from having that kind of model of like a huge map where you could have like, like a PvP, PvP zones and PVE? Yeah, I think that is it. That is it. That kind of game that it can be that kind of game, and they have it implemented in the game where you can turn on and off PvP, and you can also turn off the ability to see your character on the map and stuff like that. So I think that they have that idea in place where they're just like it could be this, but it's very bare bones. And uh, they also have items in the game that basically protect your base from being griefed and things like that. So I don't know. I think that they have an idea for it, but I feel like it's probably not going to be to the same degree as Rust, I would imagine, because it's very, very heavily PvE oriented, where it's just like you versus the environment. It's a survival game first, for sure. Yeah, I hope they I hope they do a lot of like um, open it up to like modding and stuff, because a lot of things are oh, very yeah. bare bones right now. I mean, granted, well, I mean, know, it, it is, is early access, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, mean, yeah, I'm not I would definitely it. check back on this game in a year, and I feel like it'll probably be a, di- a different thing entirely. Yeah, I think, but it's already got a huge us, head start. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Um, my <laughs> my biggest complaint about the game is actually that it's exclusively third person. I hope that they change that so that you can zoom out all, all the way in and play it in first person. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I. I absolutely cannot stand playing third person sometimes. I just don't like it. <laughs> the camera getting stuck on objects and stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's just not as immersive, in my opinion. Being able to just like see your guy from a distance yeah. doesn't really feel like you're really playing a part of the... You're like in a part of the world, I guess. I don't know. The fall damage is really severe, too. <laughs> Did you notice It that? is, yeah. You fall like two feet and you take like 10 damage. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a simulator, would you say? Uh, n- it's no. more video gamey, yeah. but it's still punishing, I think. Um, you can't starve to death, but there is a huge incentive to eat because it's like where you get all your health from. Yeah. Like you'll be very low on health until you like, there's like a digestion system. So you have to like, you can eat three yeah. different kinds of food and it will like raise your health and you have to constantly eat so you have to like carry a diverse amount of food with you to like be ready for combat it's it's strange there's also like physics simulation which is cool so like chopping down trees is terrifying because if you chop down a tree and it lands on you you'll just like get squashed and it will also roll down hills so like like i know a lot of this because i've been doing a lot of the base building um so uh like you'll be cutting a tree and it'll fall and then you have to dodge it and then it will start rolling. And like, if you, we built our, our base initially at the bottom of a hill. So we were chopping trees and trees would kept, kept like rolling down and they, as they roll, they'll do damage to things. So it would like hit our base and you'll see like damage numbers <laughs> come up or like things will like break. Um, and yeah, it's like the building aspect's really cool. Like it's really deep and I hope they in- continue to improve it more. Cause there's like some cool parts of it. Like there's, there's kind of physics simulation, maybe, uh, maybe not. That's like giving it too much credit, but like, you know how in like Minecraft, you can just have like a block float in midair as long as it isn't like sand, you know, you're going to have like, yeah. Yeah. So 
in this game, if anything is too far from something that would like support it, it'll break after so much time. So like if you try to build like a giant like floating floor, it will just start breaking because there's nothing like grounding it. And as you build things taller or farther out from like or higher off the ground, they need more and more supports. Otherwise, they're going to like break immediately. So it's kind of like you have to like I'm building like uh, on our base. We're right by a cliff and I was trying to build this big sky deck. So um, I couldn't just like build it straight out because there's nothing supporting it. So I had to like go down onto the cliff and build these giant beams that would reach up into the sky to support the deck. And I had to keep doing that as things went out. And like it's. That's more realistic than like how Fallout 76's base building was, <laughs> which is... Do you have to like size the wood yourself when you're cutting it to do that? No. So there's different like pieces. So like there's, um, you'll get like, uh, there's different types of wood and the different woods can make different things, but there there's like uh, pieces that you can make. Did you do the Fallout 76 base building? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah. Quite a bit of it. Yeah. It so is kind of similar to that a little bit. Yeah, but, but there's like just more like you have to be smarter because some things like well it'll let you put stuff in places, but it'll just like break if you do it wrong, you know. So like it it's kind of like Rust. I don't know if you've built things in Rust before, but there's like uh there's like a weight limit, I guess. Like certain things can't you can't just like build like is that a how staircase. it works too? There's weight. I didn't realize that. Well, like so- whenever um. Oh, like so- say you build like a a wall and then if you build like a wall on top of that and then just like extend that wall out forever it won't go it'll break after a while because like it's being supported by this one wall and it can't the bottom one will break no no the like you can okay oh okay it, i get what you're saying i get what you're saying the yeah, top, yeah. yeah yeah you need okay yeah that's how i thought it worked i was worried because i built some really tall things and i was like are you telling me the entire thing is going to collapse. <laughs> because no, I no. Didn't... As long as it's like all based on one, um, it, it, it needs like support that's connected to the ground. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. support can only, it has like a certain radius around it where you need to put more support in order for the more things underneath that to be supported. So as long as it's all connected to the ground, it's fine. Yeah. That's what and I it kind of does work like that a little bit in rust. So, okay. It's similar to that more more so than Fallout 76, but it is similar to Fallout 76 in that like it's mostly just snapping things and uh and you can or can't you you can just refuse to snap things together. The thing I do like about this game's building mechanics that isn't in Fallout 76 that I was always really frustrated with is that you can clip um like things into the terrain and it just lets you do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's nice. It, it's it's <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like this building system is better. <laughs> Yes, than fallouts yeah. for sure mm-hmm. it's um a little it just works it just yeah. works it's a little bit bare bones compared to like more established uh like options than like rust for instance but i, I have a feeling they'll probably add more building pieces like for instance i've i've really wanted so far i've been building a lot of like really elaborate buildings and uh it's missing an upside you know how there's that triangle piece that you can um pair with like a of a slanted roof yeah like i want that but upside down so that i can make the opposite of that if mm, that makes sense yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have that also there's no flat roof kind of lame yeah yeah i noticed that but, too but i mean it's early access they could easily just add something like that eventually yeah i hope so, so. me too me i think too. they will because like if anything has shown me that these kinds of games even though they're indie developers like um can really shine like 
games like Risk of Rain 2 and Deep Rock Galactic have really shown me that like indie games who have like a great idea and and like a go get them attitude with their game, like those games can be like better than most AAA titles for sure. So I'm excited. Like Hades? Yeah, exactly. Like Hades. Yeah. Like um those kind of studios like I feel like are are more situ or like almost better situated to handle like an explosion of popularity versus like a a, a studio like a major studio would. So I'm excited. Uh, we'll see where this game is in a year. I think it can really. There's a lot. There's a lot that can be added to it, but it's just like super obvious stuff that like yeah, why wouldn't they? You know. So we'll see. Yeah. You know what I just realized? Speaking of mm. a year, I think this is a year of pod, right? Really? Yeah. Is it? I think yeah. I think like a year ago is when we started it. Are you Are you sure? I think so. It was February. It was wow. before. Oh wow! It was before the pandemic. Yeah, right. Right around Pax East. Oh yeah. Okay. Last year. Wow. Damn. Wow. Well, how happy. Yeah, February six, guys. We uh, that was the first episode. And Dane, you were first on February twenty fourth. So it's almost been a year. Damn. Wow. I was a part of it that that early. For some yeah. reason, I always felt like I was um I was coming in late. I don't know why. Yeah, it was like no. I uh, Dane, I saw a comment on our last podcast. Where someone was like, Dane is a guest so often, he's basically the third co-host. And I agree. Like you've, I mean, you've been, it definitely feels like that since the beginning. <laughs> definitely, yeah. I think I, I'm just occasionally not here. That's the, yeah, that's the real situation. And occasionally yeah, it's been a great not year. either. Yes. One true. time, <laughs> one time I was getting four wisdom teeth pulled out the same day. Oh, big whoop. I'm going to sneak. Okay. So I'm going to get like a Vocaloid Dane and then record <laughs> my own podcast with a Vocaloid Dane. Not tell you guys. Publish the hell it. Hell is a Vocaloid be, Dane. Be back in the game. Like a hit Sony Miku. Kind of like a. Uh, okay, a that, Sony what? Tone, that but makes absolutely no sense. What did you, what did you just say? <laughs> Hatsune Miku. What is that? Isn't that how you say it? What the heck is what? that? It's like the. It's like a Japanese Vocaloid pop star where it's like a robot. Oh yes, singer. Hatsune Miku. Of course. Oh. Did I say it? I don't know. I, I don't know what you're saying. I'm giving you shit. Really? <laughs> Hats, it's it's oh, it's Hatsune, I, I, I'm not Hatsune Miku. Hat, is that how you say it? I don't, I'm not super I don't familiar know. with like a blue hair. I don't popular. know what you're saying. You're making up words. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are going to seem so silly in the comments. People are going to be roasting you. Everyone knows Hatsune Miku. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese people probably. Or weebs. Well, I don't know. That's not true. A lot of people are weebs. So there's that. No, but like Vocaloid stuff is really popular right now. That's like. Uh, I've never heard the. Uh, Vocaloid, Vocaloid sounds like something like so you, so you call somebody. Yeah, you yeah. fucking Vocaloid. <laughs> no, I you think it's just nerd. like a. It's like a like a technology that is uh yeah i've never that, heard don't that they call that I, don't I, I don't know too, i'm just surprised you guys don't know anything about it i am I too it i am too i because i i i mean you'd think i would have heard it by now but i i've never heard anyone use the name or phrase vocaloid before maybe i'm i I'm, I'm not very familiar with it so maybe i'm not referring to it with the correct nomenclature maybe maybe please let us know down in the comments below above wherever they are um <laughs> yeah well, I'm sorry. I, I wish that I was more on top of it, but that sounds awesome to get a Japanese version of myself. And um, well, it's not a Japanese version. It's <laughs> a robotic. No, I'm just being dumb on purpose. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. No, I was all on purpose. I was just being an idiot on purpose, and they don't. Yeah. Were you trolling me? I was just trolling. What the heck? I know. I'm a troll. Well, it's been a good year, fellas. It's a. Uh, this yep. is a cool thing podcast we have a podcast it's cool that people listen in on our on our weekly or bi-weekly just like meetups that we just where we talk about things 
because that's what it feels yeah. like. It doesn't even really feel like a podcast to me. It feels like we're just like, hey, you want to get together and talk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, there's a very, very loose structure to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> very loose. <laughs> um, you wrote down also that you wanted to talk about something called the sound of metal. Did you just want to talk okay, about the, yeah. co- the concept of the sound that metal makes when it's struck by a hard object? or Because well, I think no, it makes okay, more so, of a clang you know, sound. What do you think? Hey, Dan, can you shut the fuck up for a second? So, <laughs> uh, when it, yeah, so the sound of metal, I just, you know, last week we ushered in the based age of the podcast. I was thinking, you know, we could kind of pivot into maybe like an ASMR channel, kind of just talk about sounds that we like. Mm, like metal. No, I'm just kidding. No, that, okay, Dan, so flashback about two to five minutes ago, you were trolling me. Yep. Right back at you. This is me trolling you. <laughs> the Sound of Metal is actually a movie that I watched and I liked. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. I was being yeah, totally serious either. when I said that I wanted to talk about the sound that metal makes. I hate the sound that metal oh. makes. It hurts my ears. Yeah. Okay, so The Sound of Metal is available on Amazon Prime. I had heard good things about it, and uh, I have this group of friends where we do like a, a weekly movie night over Discord, and we watched it the other day. And it was really cool. It's with Riz Ahmed, who Lizzo? was in Rogue One. It's yeah, starring Lizzo. <laughs> um, it's about just being yourself and uh, being the best you that you can know. Um, <laughs> the Sound of Metal is about a, a heavy metal drummer uh, who's on tour with his partner, girlfriend. They're like a metal duo. She's the singer, guitarist, and he's the drummer. And they're on tour. And all of a sudden, they're just like packing up some merch at a show. And he becomes completely deaf. And he, the movie is kind of just about him dealing with that. Like the, the very realistic. Wait, can that happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the science of it myself, but in the movie, he goes like, he goes to a doctor at the very beginning and they're like, yeah, we don't know what happened. We don't know if it was because you, uh, this movie has kind of like an A24 kind of vibe to it. Uh-huh. I would, if you're into that kind of thing, I'd recommend it. Um, but yeah, he goes to the, he goes to the doctor. Doctor's like, yeah. So. All we know is that you have about 25% uh, of your hearing capability. Um, we don't know why exactly, but there is a surgery you can get, uh, some sort of implant that will restore some sense of hearing. But like right now, you really just need to kind of figure out how to maintain the hearing that you have um, because it's rapidly te- deteriorating. And he, the main character, is an addict and he ends up at a uh, kind of like a a home for people who are people who are deaf and have struggled with addiction. And the movie is about him there and like where his, where his life goes from there. It's uh, it was really cool. Um, I had never seen a movie that uh, dealt with that kind of subject matter before. And um, I also recently in the past few weeks started listening to um, some metal. So it just felt kind of timely in my life to, that this movie was kind of out. Um, and it's not that, much you guys should just watch it i don't want to say too much about it um but that's the basic premise of it have you guys heard of this no i've never heard of it before not even once okay yeah it's it's the the director's first movie uh darius something i want to say the director's name is on amazon um it was getting some buzz i thought it was really good um it was cool kind of open-ended um thoughtful it was kind of like i had some pacing issues but i feel like maybe that's just a nitpick i have with like most movies um yeah, check it out. The Sound of Metal. You guys, I mean, like you two, definitely. If you want to, if you want to watch it and let me know what you think, we can talk about it. But our audience as well. I feel like it's not a movie that got a ton of hype, but I thought it was uh, really worth a watch. Okay, all right. Down. You know, Down. A movie I will, uh, I will definitely put that on my list. 
and check it out. But you know what movie I want to watch soon because I've been hearing good things about it is uh, Framing Britney. Have you heard about that? It's a documentary. Is this, is this the Britney Spears thing? Yeah, yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah, I really, I, I've heard about this on a bunch of podcasts, but I haven't seen it myself. Yeah, I'm probably going to check that out. So if you guys also watch that, then we can talk about it. Okay. Is that on Hulu? Yes. Where is that? It's on Hulu. So. Hulu. Okay. I think I have Hulu. But you better have Hulu. I mean, how else are you supposed to waste $11 a month <laughs> and not watch anything on it? I'm pretty sure I still pay for Shudder. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that, that would be how. I see. Do we got any Shudder heads in the audience? If any of y'all raise your are, hand are into Shudder still, honestly, I would be interested if there are new Shudder movies coming out that are worth you know, worth a watch. Um, Otherwise, but I, not not gonna check it out. Not gonna keep. I, know, I, I not gonna I'm, keep uh, subscribing. I mean, I might. I like. I like supporting the idea of supporting like a channel that's only pretty good horror movies with an emphasis on pretty good. Like, not a ton of great stuff there. A lot of good stuff, but hey, I'd be interested if they if it was really worth keeping up with. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you could well, also just check it out in a year. <laughs> yeah, I could. Dan, you should watch Wandavision. Why? It's, I think you I have so many, I have, uh, I, I, I mean, I just watched, uh, well, not just, but I watched all of, um, uh, Ozark. I watched oh, all of it. Hell yeah. And that's kind of the next thing that I need to like fulfill my promise of watching. And I watched all of it and I didn't, I mean like, it's like all it. right, but oh. do I feel like I spent my time well, not really. I could have just watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> I think there's only like two and a half hours of WandaVision. Every yeah, episode's only like 20 minutes, so it's pretty quick. But I mean, if he doesn't enjoy it, then, you know, whatever. I'm sad he didn't like Ozark, though. I like. I thought Ozark was I liked, good. I mean, I liked the character, uh, the blonde girl. The mom? She was like the best part of the whole thing. Huh? The mom? Or the, oh, the younger blonde girl. The one that cusses all the time yeah, and has like neck. a funny accent. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was like the great. only good part of the show, in my opinion. The rest of the characters are pretty boring. But I yeah. mean, like, it was a pretty, I mean, like, there were times in the show where I was like, man, nothing's happened in a while. And then something finally happens, like, right when I'm starting to think that. So I think that they have, like, a good way of spacing out interesting plot points. But I, I don't know. It, it feels like the show is just trying to be a different breaking bad and i don't know if that's just because i really like breaking bad a lot and i know that there's probably not gonna be anything better than it and it's hard not to compare that show this show to oh. breaking bad because it has the same kind of concept but yeah I don't know. breaking bad is definitely better <clears throat> but if you want something that's worse but still like and decent yeah yes it's good that's <laughs> yeah yeah i wasn't but, blown away by it and there were cer- certain parts of the show that i did like but overall i mean like i wouldn't say that i would call it uh, a show that i would recommend i guess i don't know i don't know where to put it i'm i'm so like lukewarm on it it's kind of crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I give people like a not a hesitant but it's like if i know i think they'll enjoy it i give them a yeah you should check it out but for Mm -hmm. people like there is no world in which i would ever recommend this show over i don't know uh many other things yeah Especially Breaking Bad, which I might just go rewatch again. I don't think I'll ever rewatch Ozark, but I will definitely rewatch. Breaking exactly. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the scene—that's my feeling on it. Oh, fuck it. That that scene with um, I love getting to this point when I rewatch Breaking Bad with Hank and the two like uh 
Mexican twins. Yes. When they're coming for him See, in that parking lot. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. That seems oh awesome. Oh, my when God. I, when, it always gets me. It always gets when me. When I watched the show, when I watched the show for the first time, in my mind, I was like, Hank, this is, this, is, this is where Hank dies. Like, there's no there's no way he's he's ever going to survive this. And then, like, he literally gets shot. And I was just like, okay, well, Hank's dead. And he he somehow survives it. And, like, that in itself is crazy. But, like, even when I go and rewatch it, I always think to myself, like, wait, is this where Hank dies? No, no, it's not. Because, <laughs> it's like, it's just so, like, they do it so convincingly. We're just like, he is so fucked. There's, yeah. like, no way. Because <laughs> they built up those twin characters, like, like over the entire season. <laughs> so well, too. Yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, these guys are like the Terminator. They're gonna fuck up anybody who gets in their way. And dude, the way they I think the way they open that season where the two those two cousins are like crawling through the desert towards that like shrine shrine to kill Heisenberg or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they really are like they're like the twin terminator. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And I love their like um their backstory with um Tio Salamanco and uh yeah. Ding ding ding. oh yeah salamanca is like one of my favorite characters in the entire series probably probably like yeah s tier for me s tier breaking bad character i still have to finish the final season of uh better call saul me too we should do a tier list of some sort at some point in the future i'm down i've I've definitely made tier lists of breaking bad characters before (laughs) yeah we should we should do a breaking bad tier list character or uh, character tier list all right sure we should do, we should do a, a Breaking Bad breakfast. Well, Skylar's F. I'll just say that. So. Okay, okay, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. But yeah, um, I agree. Uh, okay. One other thing I wanted to very briefly just tease before we end the pod: the Matrix Four trailer. Go check it out. The Matrix Four trailer. Yeah, I don't want. Okay, I'm not going to say anything else. Wait, is it Matrix out? Four trailer. But this has been the Motion Pixels podcast. I'm your co-host, August Meyer. August, say goodbye. Goodbye. You fucker. Matthew Rellings. Matthew, say goodbye. Goodbye. My co-host. And joined once again by the based and baddest boy of comedy, Dane Kevin Cook. Dane, say goodbye. Bye. Because this has been the Motion Pixels podcast and theme song. Shout out everybody playing baseball. I was totally kidding about Matrix 4, by the way.